Classic Rock for Re981 with Phil Collins and In the Air tonight. With us on the line right now, we have Roger Costa from the Jeff Healy Estate. Thanks so much for joining us. Tell us about this new album of Lost Tracks. How did this album's journey even begin? Uh, it goes back uh, a fair ways to um, about... 1998, when Jeff first played me two tracks that are on this album, Days of the Night and Baby Blue. Yeah. Uh, at that point, they were, I think, very rough demos of them, but they were still unbelievably good. And um, and I remember Jeff being particularly proud of Baby Blue uh, in that mm-hmm. he went in and, and laid down, I think, six harmony vocals one night and, and just sort of blended them all together, and it sounded great. So that was the first that I'd heard of these things. They were all recorded during a very specific and uh, unusual time period for Jeff. Between 1996 and 1998, they had just severed ties with their old record label. Okay. Um, and uh, they were sort of breaking the cycle of touring, recording, touring, recording. Yeah. And they ended up spending almost four years uh, just writing, recording, bringing in collaborators and putting stuff together while they figured out what direction they were going in. And they recorded, I think, ultimately like 36 songs during this time period. And only 12 of them uh, saw the light of day on an album in 2000. And by the time they came out, they were weaker than they should have been. There was uh, a lot of fingers in the pie by that uh-huh. point. And um, so it sort of marked the end of that period of Jeff's recording career. But um, there was all this great stuff that was left behind uh, untouched. So we kept these and just kind of put them to the side, so to speak. Yeah. And I mean, uh, later um, in Jeff's life, he kind of dis- distanced himself from what... Uh, had gone on during during those particular years, yeah. um, mostly because the business troubles and all that that sort of developed naturally when a band is self managed and have been together for so long. Yeah. But he kept copies of these recordings with him, like right till the end of his life. So they 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 still had meaning for him. And because he had played those two songs for you, you knew they were somewhere. How did yeah. you how did you uncover them? Like how did you find them? Well, once um, after Jeff passed, uh, part of the the job. Uh, I mean, he he and I were friends for over twenty one years. So. I um I helped uh, ended up helping uh, his wife Christy uh, you know sort of gather up a lot of the stuff that was around uh, yeah. you know, recordings and things like that and that's when we we found these um, we at that point didn't have access to the master tapes but we knew mm. um, I think ten of the twelve songs that uh, are on the CD we were aware of and you know in the first couple of years of Jeff's passing we started uh, having the well wouldn't it be great if kind of conversation yeah. And then it took a bunch of years before we could finally sort of clear the legal hurdles. And um, for the last you know, 13 months or so, we've spent uh, getting everything together for this record. Wow. And did you work with his wife on these then and the rest of the family? Yes. Um, basically, uh, uh, Christy and I uh, co-administer the Jeff's estate. So it was the work was done primarily with the two of us. I uh, okay. kind of took point on this particular project. She uh, she is definitely the, the head of the estate and uh, everything goes through her. But this particular project, I kind of took lead on. But um, of course, you know, as we went through it, everything uh, was cleared through her as well. And I'd heard that she actually didn't know that these tracks existed. Yeah, I mean, she, she was kind of peripherally aware of them, but she didn't, uh, she hadn't actually sat down and listened to them. And um, wow. And some of them, uh, even for, for myself and, and for people who weren't uh, who didn't know Jeff, but were involved in the project. Some of them were a little tough to listen to at first because I can't even imagine. Yeah, yeah I mean, Jeff is just so immediate and present in these in these things, right? So. Do you think he left these songs for the family? Do you think that you know somewhere in there it was is his way of making sure everybody's looked after? I, I don't think so. I mean, you know? if if anything, he, you know, they were just another uh, thing in a long list of of. Uh, that he would one day get back to these and do something with them. Jeff 
never um, Jeff wasn't ready to go. Yeah. So uh, and no one ever expected him to go. So I, I don't think that he had that in his mind. I think he was just, you know, it was just uh, he had a lot of stuff that he wanted to do, <laughs> and yeah. and that he and that he continued to do. So there just wasn't enough hours in the day. How long did the uh, the whole process take for you then? Once you found these, you started listening to them and to remaster them, and like you're saying, the legal part of it was probably a nightmare to go through too. Yeah, I mean, we spent probably about um, about eight or nine months. Uh, researching stuff, figuring out what takes exactly we were looking for and, uh, you know, when certain recording dates were and all of that. Yeah. And then once we got the go-ahead, uh, it was about four months of intense work, digging out the tapes, getting them remastered and cleaned up, mixing. Uh, we had to um, we had to record most of the drums uh, because oh, okay. uh, most of them weren't uh, were either unfinished tracks or or sort of placeholders. It was kind of common back then that uh, a lot of times whoever was in the studio at the time, even Jeff sometimes would just lay down a quick drum track to build the song around. Okay. So there was a couple of uh, tracks of electronic drums even and stuff like that. So that had to be all done. Yeah. Um, and then uh, the whole idea of it um, was to not make the tracks sound contemporary, but to make them sound timeless. So if there was anything that was kind of dated sounding effects-wise, we stripped it all back. Okay. Um, but Jeff's performances, his vocals and his guitar, um, were completely left untouched. I mean, they, they were so powerful and, 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 and passionate and, and immediate is a word people kept using when they heard his vocals um, yeah. in the early going, that they were just, they were perfect. I mean, we, we didn't add anything to his guitar. There was like no effects. And in fact, like, you know, we, we kept having on, ongoing battles in the studio, but, you know, <laughs> take, take, taking reverb off of his voice, we wanted it to, wanted it to be as pure as possible. So Yeah, Days of Night is, is a really cool song. Um, everybody's got to hear the song because it rocks. Oh yeah, it really does. Did you have to add drums onto that one? Yeah, yeah. Those brand, those are brand new drums done by uh, an amazing drummer, a good friend of ours named Dean Glover. He came in and he uh, he plays on nine out of the twelve tracks. Okay, um, out of all the songs on the album, which is which is your favorite? I, you know, it's funny because I've had these tracks bouncing around in my head for years, and yeah. I, I sort of slide between them. I really like Days of the Night. Yeah. Um, but um, I got to say, for some reason, I keep coming back to Kiss the Ground You Walk On. I, something about the chorus in that song just, just keeps drawing me back in. Just captures you, yeah. yeah. I like uh, I like All the Saints as well as Baby Blue, too. All the Saints is gorgeous, I yeah, thought for it's, sure. Because you were saying like how powerful his voice is, and it just it comes through so clear. Like It sounds unbelievable, and it does. I, I, I was listening to it, and I can't imagine being his wife, and, yeah. and you as well for knowing him for 21 years, sitting in the studio and hearing that like through the headphones or through the loudspeakers and how how moved you'd be like it would just it would floor me yeah that was that that particular song was a tough one um but it was one and it was one of those that it was that that was one of the gifts i mean we we didn't know that existed until we started diving into this to uh to where the the tapes were stored Uh, we didn't have any reference copies of that so i didn't even know what that sounded like and it was just uh jeff uh his voice with a harmony vocal that he laid down and then two acoustic guitar parts and that's it and and that's yeah. it and we originally we talked about you know do we quote unquote finish it with bass and drums and we tried a real rough version of that and it just wasn't sounding right so all we ended up doing was just sort of adding a little bit of electric piano and a little b3 just to just to boost up the bottom end and accent it but we left it as as, as bare as possible and i think that's why it's so great i, I think, think it so sounds too. very cool so march 25th would have been jeff healy's 50th birthday and that's the day the album was released obviously very planned yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, people can go and get it. It's out now. It's called Heal My Soul, 
Roger Costa, thank you so much for joining us and uh, and letting us giving us some more insight into this amazing album. Uh, you're very welcome, Kate.